McCoy on his own. He gets the try. The Red 78. We're both monster people. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. Hello folks, you're very welcome along to the Red 78 Monster podcast for Monster fans. My name is Rory O'Hagan. We have a packed show to talk about and good news for a change on this podcast as we talk about a famous Monster win in France. Going to pick the bones over that incredible win over Toulon over the weekend. And who better to do it with than Alan Quinlan and Fiona Hayes. Guys, how are you? I'd imagine you're both on a high after that win over, uh, over Toulon on Saturday, Fiona. Yeah, absolutely delighted. It was dry January after my trip to New York, so I couldn't even have a, a point to celebrate. But what a game. I was covering it for a news talk and I was jumping on the seat in the studio watching it. <laughs> Absolute brilliant performance. And I was looking forward to the podcast this week. I think we were all looking forward to the podcast this week when he's talking about him wants to win for a change, I suppose. Yeah, it's been a bad run, hasn't it, Rory? Yeah. A tough run. And, um, you know, I think they, to be fair, when we're, we weren't... We're not crazy for thinking last week that that it was it was an incredibly difficult task, given all the injuries, the run of form, confidence, all that kind of stuff. You know, we also spoke about the week off. Um, Munster looked like they had a lot of energy in that game and could keep going. Tough start under a bit of pressure, home crowd, all that kind of stuff. The opposite of what I what you want in France is to start well and silence the crowd, but. Um, they had moments, you see, early on, I suppose, and they could kind of galvanise themselves and, and um, I suppose, a bit of leadership has been questioned a few times in recent times. And um, I think they showed a lot of leadership and calmness, which was brilliant. You know, it was great. And again, like Fiona saying, you know, it's easier to talk about um, when they're going, well, we can't sugarcoat this. Um, I think I'll be the devil's advocate here and say Toulon were poor monster made him look poor uh but still it's an exceptional win and for me it's right up there with any away win that monster ever had in europe and i was involved in a lot of really good special ones that come to mind but this is right up there particularly given the circumstances uh, it was a magnificent result for 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 the team yeah, it certainly was we get into that now in detail in just a bit first off you know plenty of comments reaching us on the Red 78 today. Uh, a lot of happy Munster fans out there after that uh, win and that performance. Yeah, look, thanks to everyone for sending in the comments. Obviously, we can't get through them all, but we're reading them away and um, it's it's brilliant to be able to... There's been some positive ones over the week, but I, over the weeks, but I think this week we saw the most positivity and I'm, I'm delighted to be reading a few. Um, and Poole, Quinny, met your mother over. She said, brilliant shift for the boys. Pete was immense. Jack was brilliant. Nankerville, uh, elite performance. Told you we could do it. Was so happy to be there with the other 4,000 Munster fans. What a day. Saw your mum um, Saturday night. Bring on Northampton. Um, and look, you, we, we were talking about Neve Barnmark last week, bringing the holy water. She forgot it. I think she, she should, forgot it. She, she forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> she forgot it. I think she should probably leave it at home, go to Northampton. It's uh, a good, North good job my mum brought it anyway. At least there was some, hol- I'm sure other people had some holy water as well. But uh, yeah, I laughed at that one when Neve uh, tweeted yesterday <laughs> saying she forgot the holy water. Um, Oshin Short, um, O'Mahony's presence was brilliant. Senior players returning like Scannell also showed massive leadership. John Ryan reminded everyone that he was still around. Crowley showed great character after a third, uh, tough start. Our Munster lining up a move for Ulton Delan. Um, any word on that, Quinny? No, I just saw it online as well. I believe he's um, he'll be finishing up with La Rochelle at the end of the season. 
no idea what what the story is there. I think um, it'd be a good signing for any team that would get him because he can obviously play second row, back row. Um, he's been very successful, won two European Cups with La Rochelle. Um, yeah, I don't know, to be honest. Who knows? Yeah, he had a good game against Leicester as well. Got a yellow card, but he, he got himself back on and imposed himself at line-out time. Um, Paul O'Sullivan says, have to say, they got every area right. I was worried about the line-out going into the game, but Peter O'Mahony being there made a massive difference just to have his presence and calling the line-out. Niall Scannell's throwing made a difference. The whole team was excellent from 1 to 15. David Hayes, two words, Niall Second, Scannell showed immense composure, consistent execution, desire and grit. Um, Gary Duffy also came in with a real monster performance. Not one weak link. Scannell and Peter O'Mahony back made all the difference in the line-out. Hodnett, Nankaville, Byrne, Casey, Nash and more could have been man of the match. The belief was palpable. Met your mum, Mary, on Saturday. Everyone met your mum, Quinny. Um, great form she was in. Hopefully no more injuries. Um, and then I'll do uh, just Waterford lad. He's tweeted a few times to us. Great performance and just what we needed. Peter O'Mahony being back raises the intensity and confidence of the whole squad. Scannell, a welcome return to her Nankaville and Crowley. Superb also. Just on the comments there, it's difficult to read them all out. It's great to have that interaction. That's what we've always tried to be about here um, on the podcast. But Obviously, people can see all the comments and they can read the tweet I put up. So your comments are being seen by people online. Uh, I think I've 70,000 on, on X. Um, so there's plenty Whoa. of people. That, well, it's no great boast. But anyway, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is people there, some people may feel that they're not getting the, the comments read out. Mm. So at least they can, they're being seen online. Right, and it's good them, yeah. to see, you know, positive. I asked a question, didn't I, last week, guys, about... um. You know, could Munster find something special? Um, and a lot of people were kind of not negative, I'd say, but not hopeful. Mm. Um, you know, it's nice to see that. And it's nice for the fans to travel out there as well. You know, loads of people obviously at home, massive Munster fans. And it just tees up this week really nicely. And um, I think it's great for the players as well, because um, it was... Uh, it was something that can really galvanise them and, and hopefully, as one or two people have said, can kickstart their season. They've had a dreadful time mm-hmm. with the injuries and but they've got to back it up this week and that's the challenge. <laughs> Quinny, your mum's a bit of a celebrity, is she? <laughs> Has she 70,000 followers on X, Quinny? No, she doesn't. She, Fiona, she doesn't even know what X is. <laughs> um, you know, when we came back from uh, South Africa last May... When they, they won the URC, I started doing some videos at her home with the donkeys in the, in the kitchen, and the, and uh, she was on the missing list for a few days. She was she was on the lash basically for a few days, and um, so I started doing some videos, and I told her it was for the grandkids that I was videoing her, and she was rubbing the donkey inside in the kitchen because we have three donkeys that come into the kitchen. Ah, brilliant! Uh, yeah, so it's it's definitely Animal Farm there, and. Um, yeah, so she she couldn't go anywhere in Tipperary. People were shouting across the street to her, and she was in the shops. She was ducking and diving for about five <laughs> five days, hiding from people. They were all slagging her. So oh, maybe I was the cause of this. But look, the holy water has been going to these matches for you know when I started playing. I, I made my debut in '96, so she's been travelling to monster matches probably since then, um, and always has the holy water with her. So. 
it seems to make its way somewhere close to the dressing room. Maybe sometimes it doesn't. But um, look, it's great. Donica's mum was there as well. And there's a number of other parents that still go. So it's lovely for them as well. Fantastic to see it. All right, let's look at this uh, two-line game. That fantastic victory uh, for Munster in the Champions Cup. Fiona Hayes, how impressed were you with Munster in their performance last Saturday night? Oh, so impressed. I think it was from the the start. I know they went 10 nil down, but some of the hits that were put in, I think Niall Scannell made a, came on the pitch, hadn't played rugby at all this season and put in a huge hit um, against the Toulon player. So I think there was a statement of intent from the start and you could see it um, beautifully. I have to say Toulon's try was obviously, you know, a, a long kick, beautifully worked. Munster will look at probably how they formed defensively. They were a bit slow to set and there was a couple of missed tackles there. But other than that, Troy, I thought their defence was outstanding at times. I thought defensively in the line-out was, was brilliant. Um, I think Quinny said they'd only won scrum um, but I, they, for too long. So defensively, even getting up off that, Coombs put in a massive shift in, in how he got himself around the, the place. And I think the key was, we were talking last week as well, you know, what what type of squad, what type of players were we going to get, what start starting team were we going to get? And they just nailed it on the head. Even chatting to a couple of people that were around camp last week, uh, they were saying that just having Peter O'Mani in that camp in the training, fully training, fully fit, everyone's intense levels. It's lifted to to a higher uh, plane, I suppose. He just brings everyone with him. He's such a character that the younger guys want to impress for him. Um, so many big performances throughout the game, but definitely defensively, I was I was super impressed as, as well as those beautifully worked tries. You could mention I could sit here and probably talk about one to fifteen. I will say, you know, even chatting before the before before we went on air for the pod, I didn't mention Lachman. It's the best. We talked about him last in the last couple of weeks, but this was one of the best games I've ever seen him around the pitch. He got a turnover. He was involved in every part of the play. Himself and John Hodden in particular were just everywhere when I looked. Well, what was the difference between this month's performance and the performances they've been putting in the last recent weeks? I think their set piece was good. Um, um... You know, I think they, amazingly, Toulon only had one scrum in the game. That shows that Munster didn't have too many handling errors. Mm. Um, Munster had seven scrums. They lost two. They were penalised. They had two penalties in the scrums. And that was probably later on in the game. Um, but I think uh, on a, a few occasions, I was just nervous about them getting set, particularly the early couple of scrums. And they were rock solid. Um, ball back to Coombs' feet in a way. Um the lineouts, seven lineouts Monster had, they lost one. Um, but I think the six lineouts that they got, they were able to do something with them. They will attack off them. And they put a fair bit of pressure on Toulon's lineout. The Toulon had 17 lineouts. So There's a real contrast in the number Toulon had 17 lineouts. So they they stole three lineouts and put pressure on a lot of other other um throws that, that Toulon had. So I think that was the starting point um, as regards getting a, a kind of a solid platform around a set piece. But I just think their energy, their work rate and their ferocity around the breakdown, targeting the opposition ball carriers. I think they they were uh, pretty well organized all the time and it was a huge work rate. So I think the team have looked a little bit tired and fatigued the last number of weeks. And that's probably understandable because a lot of the same players have had to play week after week. 
and maybe the week off re-energize them two good weeks of training um so you know they got their emotion right for this game i think the challenge in sport is always trying to you know when you're coming off a difficult run is to try and get back on track because look you can get egg in your face very quickly if you drop your standards and feel now everything is fixed there's plenty of stuff that was in that performance that can be better i think we butchered two tries in the second half I think Gavin Coombs, who had a really, really good game, had two blips in the game for me. One kicking the ball out to touch when, um, and that, that led to Toulon's second try where they kicked up field. Um, and off that line out, they got their second score. Uh, the second blip was when he, you know, carried around the corner and he's, he was so aggressive and great power and leg drive got held up short. And then there, it was a double movement. He reached out. And, and I went for the try. Otherwise, that was a monster try. And, you know, and, and different circumstances. I know, look, it's nitpicking. Um, you know, that ball needs to come back, have a bit of patience around that, that, that goal line, and then you get that try off it, hopefully. But look, he had a brilliant performance, I think. Amazingly, uh, Munster has. Now, there's two different um, platforms that I got the stats from. There's a little bit of variation in some of the stuff, uh, but Munster has 39 on one website, 40 on another website of missed tackles. That would be a little bit of a concern because, you know, and, and it's amazing the amount of people, and Munster's defence was excellent in a sense that um, I think the reaction if somebody slipped off a tackle or if somebody got fended, and I spoke a lot last week about the power of Paella, Naikalevu um, in the centre, uh, Fenga, Nuku on the wing, Wainakolo, you know, the break he made for Paella's try. Mm. Those four players in particular are so difficult to kind of nail with your first up tackle. So there was a bit of deception out of some of their players. Um, but I thought the scramble defence was superb. And Munster had a lot of bodies on their feet. So that support player was either on the inside or the outside if somebody didn't kind of grasp that first tackle up. But it's a high number, you know, it's a high number. So when we talk about, and, and again, it's it's a, a bit of a conflict here saying this, so many good moments defensively, stripping ball out of tacklers, forcing knock-ons early on, really good low tackle focus on their big forward runners, particularly John Hodnett, and you mentioned Niall Scanlon, Fiona, that sets the platform. So there's an energy there around your defence. So even though the defence was superb, I think Dennis Leamy would love to get that number a lot lower. You're always going to have a number of missed tackles. And uh, well, I think they'd get that lower. The other one is probably the penalties. 13 penalties um, is a little high as opposed to Toulon, four penalties. But amazingly then, you know, Munster have four tries. They win the game. They were comfortable in those last 10, 15 minutes. It wasn't a case of them hanging on for dear life. So uh, 10 clean breaks in the game, um, 28, 29 defenders beaten. And I did say it last week, and I know you won't give me the credit for it. Uh, <laughs> I said Munster are going to score tries. And I think that's that's where their real, that's where the goal is for Munster is, is their attack. And, you know, if they can get that set piece right this week, I think they'll they'll have the confidence and ability to score again. Northampton are very robust and resilient side, and they've been doing really well this year. 
But um, overall, you know, it's a, a little bit of nitpicking, but we've got to do that, don't we? And it's kind of like um, when the coaches sit down and they analyse the game and they would have done that. Coaches would have been stuck into that all day Sunday and Monday morning. They would have looked at some stuff that they need to be better. But also given the credit. So all the credit must go here to the players who went out, the, all, all 23, the players came off the bench. I thought it was a really immense performance. And you know what? There's probably no point in picking out small little pockets of things that could have been done better because this was a game that nobody really fancied Munster to go and win. And it was an incredible performance to get a bonus point win there and put themselves back in a picture. I think they're qualified now. They are qualified now. Um, But it's a case of Exeter have got to go to Bayonne and... Who knows what will happen with Munster? I think they've just got to focus, obviously, on winning the game. But if they were to get five points, um, they could sneak in as uh, second place in the group, which was unthinkable a few weeks ago. But I don't care. I don't think anyone will be thinking about second place. I think it's mm. all about trying to get a win against Northampton yeah. and make sure that you know they are in that round 16. So... Hopefully the the goal will be in April that there you know there'll be players back and they'll have a little bit more a few more options and um but look incredible win. And that and you're and you're talking about those launch plays as well, Quinny. I think there was a huge difference in you know you were able to have Coombs on the outside of Frischker and Ankeville if you were doing a short line out and the ball was getting there, it was getting out to him. You were able to stretch that defence. Whereas because the line outs were was even if we won our own ball, it was slow or it was you know it wasn't as quick as we needed it to be. It was never really getting out to those wider channels. So I think that made a huge difference in how they stretched those two line defenders because. Before it was all so narrow, thrown to the front, we weren't able to get the ball at white off that launch play. And I just, I just think with the type of attack Prendergast likes to play, it suited it perfectly. And you spoke about the kick in as well. I think there was over a thousand kick meters. I think it's a long time since. <laughs> yeah, since- Munster kicked the ball 40 times in the game and Toulon kicked it 20 times. Now, Munster had more possession. I think they were really intelligent kicks. So when, mm. if you see the stat, Fiona, you probably notice the coach that a team kicks the ball over 40 times. You're going to go, oh, my God. But actually, nobody really noticed it in the game. There wasn't this yeah. end-to-end tennis kind of kicking mm. that we saw in the Gallagher Premiership last week. Clips of that going yeah. online. It was intelligent kicks, cross-field kicks, really good box kicks. Casey's box kicks were superb. Jack Crowley obviously had one bad kind of flutter kick, if you like, that Wynacolo gathered and they scored the try off it. But there was a lot of good, intelligent kicking. So the big, another big stat that jumped out, um, sorry, was Munster retained the ball nine times nine, kicks. Yeah. That is a big number, isn't it? You know that as a coach. Yeah. So that means you're kicking well. Your chase is good. Your contest is superb. And like to get the ball back, that's the whole idea of box kicks or, yeah. you know, those crossfield kicks is to try and get the ball back or at least pick in the opposition back. Obviously, if you're kicking it long, it's about territory. But that was really good, wasn't it? To get the ball back nine times was superb. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was now to be class. And that it's exactly that point, Queenie. You're not watching it going, oh, I remember a few seasons ago with Van Gran, you're watching going, oh, they're kicking it again. They're kicking again. It was just a different type of game plan. And it was it, was, it had exciting rugby because it was so contestable. I tell you, uh, we off track for a sec. You mentioned Johan Van Graan. Bat is he, he this? Did, yeah. he, but he had a tough season last year. Like they were right down. 
they've turned the corner. Yeah, I watched yeah, them yeah. on Sunday. So and did my I, God, yeah. I was there. This doesn't look like the same uh, kind of coach and philosophy because their attack, they were under massive pressure against Racing. I think they were 22 way down. Yeah. And then they got a couple of brilliant tries, but obviously Finn Russell in there. And, um, you know, I was glad for Johan van Graan because I've always said it. Look, he's, um, we went through tough times. It wasn't entirely the coach's fault, um, but um, it was nice to see. I was nice to see him in the coach's box and, and then getting the result in the end. Um, Rassing are a very powerful side, but different type of philosophy. And you were saying, you know, about the kicking thing. Monster have kicked really well at the weekend. And yeah. I think that's really important. Um, so lots of really good elements in that game that a lot of players stepped up and delivered. The weather was good, which is, is, is a, you know, I know you don't want to be pigeonholed and say that um, when you're lacking that bit of power, the obvious scenario here is that you don't want wet, windy, mucky conditions when you're lacking some of the big physical players that Munster are missing at the moment. But um, super performance, super results, and it was great for the players um, to be able to go back into the dressing room. That's the hardest part as a player when you go into that dressing room and you you know you're you're devastated or disappointed and you're in a bad run. It's a lovely feeling to to go back in there and get a special result like that. And that is it for part one of this week's episode of the Red 78. To listen to the full episode where we talk about our star of the week, the return of Peter O'Mahony, and we look ahead to the Northampton game, become an Off The Ball member. Check out offtheball.com forward slash join for all the details. You can become a member on the Off The Ball app, Apple, Spotify or YouTube for 9 99 a month. The Red 78. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. I'd like to think I know a lot. 